0: On point with Craig's Investment Partners. The information provided here is general in nature. It's not financial advice. It doesn't take into account your financial situation, objectives, goals, or risk tolerance. All investments are subject to risks and none are guaranteed. So before you make any investment decisions, we recommend you contact an investment advisor. For more information about our services in that regard, you can go to our website, which is craigsip.com. Welcome to On Point. I'm Mark Lister, Investment Director at Craig's Investment Partners and I'll be talking about a range of topics including economics, portfolio strategy, investor education and anything else that's happening out there in financial markets okay everybody let's look back at last week it was a better week for markets across the world but still a little bit mixed and still a little bit of caution out there we did see the s p 500 in the u.s rise 0.8 percent, so a positive week uh snapping a three week losing streak we've had three down weeks now we've had an up week obviously that nvidia result was a cracker really um, amazing stuff that we're seeing from that Company and that was uh, positive when it comes to sentiment. But look, markets still a little bit subdued this month. Subdued, I should say, this month. And uh, the S and P five hundred still down four percent so far in August. We've got four trading days to go, and we're on track for this month to be the weakest month since December last year. I did record an episode a few days back just addressing that and talking about some of the issues that are weighing on markets at the moment and what uh, they might mean for the short-term trends and how things will play out next month and into the end of the year. So take a listen um, to that if you want to know more. But still a little bit subdued out there. Uh, The NASDAQ had a better week. It was up 2.3%. Europe was up 0.7%. And the UK market was up 1%. So most of those international markets were up for the week. In this part of the world, things were a bit quieter. The Aussie market uh, down 0.4% and the local NZX50 fell 1.2%. So a reasonable fall for us. And the local market, at least the NZX50, which is our headline index, is actually in the red year to date. Only just, only ever so slightly, but still notable. Uh, That does see us quite a bit behind some of the other markets out there. The US, even though it's weakened off this month, is still up nearly 15% uh, year to date and be another percent or so on top of that if you added in dividends, Uh, be even stronger. Again, if you convert that to New Zealand dollar returns, you'd be sort of up around that 23, 24, 25% range. Europe also up uh, European shares are up about 6%, again, much higher in New Zealand dollar terms, up about 15%. The UK market is, is slightly in the red on a local currency basis, uh, but we are now in the red slightly as well. So has been a subdued year for the local market. The reporting season has continued, so if we look through the best and worst performers of the week, Ebos was actually the top stock last week across the NZX fifty. It was up four point two percent. Good result, probably a bit of a relief rally uh, from from Ebos shares. They were quite soft going into that result. People are a little bit nervous uh, post that contract loss that we saw. So the I think the the share price rise last week was more about people uh being a little bit relieved that it could have been worse it was still there were there are still some challenges for ebos group uh freightways also was strong it was up 3.9 percent so it was the number two performer and at the other end of the spectrum scala up uh was was down 6.3 percent coming off a um Uh, a good week. The previous week after their strong result, Vista also soft, down 7.6%. They reported a result wasn't bad, but I think the market was just looking for more and Pacific Edge fell the most. It was down 20.8%. So that was equity markets. Uh, We saw uh, more moves in in bond yields. Uh, The US two-year Treasury yield finished the week at 5.08%. So that's up a little from the previous week, and that's actually the highest close since June 2007. So short-term Treasury yields in the US still pushing a little bit higher. Long-term yields were more stable. Uh, We didn't see the 10-year move much. We talked about that. A week ago, I think. Uh, And this week it was pretty stable, actually ended the week marginally lower, just over 4.2%. And some of those moves came in the wake of Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell's comments at Jackson Hole, which is the big central banking symposium that was held last week. So he spoke on Friday, US time. So our market had closed um, and we were able to digest that speech. Uh, on Saturday morning here in New Zealand. Uh, He didn't really say a lot, to be honest. I wasn't expecting him to really go out on a limb, and he didn't. Um, So it was a little bit less eventful uh, than what we got last year. Last year, he warned everybody that, look, we're going to need to see some economic pain to get inflation under control, and there was a lot of tough talk. He played his cards a lot closer to his chest this time. He didn't really deviate too much from what we've heard from him recently, which I think is understandable. You know, he's acknowledged that some of the progress that we've seen in, in terms of inflation with it coming down uh, is great and that it's been welcomed. But he also said, look, you know, a couple of good months doesn't mean that we're out of the woods. So you never know. We could have to raise rates further. Uh, wait and see. And it really just um, reminded everybody of the fact that the Fed is data dependent from here. But nonetheless, uh, this week we did see pricing, and this actually happened in the lead up to the Fed rather than um, afterwards. We saw pricing for another Federal Reserve rate hike there at 5.5, the same as we are here in New Zealand. Pricing for another hike, Of 25 basis points, that moved above 50% for the first time since the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank back in March. So since March, since that SVB collapse has sort of kept people a little bit more cautious, uh, pricing for another Fed hike has been below 50%. uh, But now you've seen it move above 50%. So for the first time since March, Uh, In the eyes of financial markets, there is more chance of a rate hike than no rate hike. Um, I thought that was notable. Still a lot of water to go under the bridge. Uh, The next Fed meeting, I think, is on the 20th, 21st of September. Uh, So it's almost a month away and you've got, you know, another jobs report. You've got another inflation report or two uh, to come between now and then you know the PCE inflation report and then the regular one uh, and then the November meeting which is the one where people actually see more risk about a Fed rate hike taking place so they don't see September as as likely they believe that if the Fed does move again it'll be in November Um, quite a lot could happen between now and November so I don't think yeah, I think we've just got to keep an eye on the data because that's what the Fed's doing. Uh, Anyway, New Zealand interest rates, they fell back slightly. We had had a weaker than expected retail sales report come out last week and that covered the June quarter. Yeah, definitely much softer than expected. So I think it did um, take a few people by surprise. Um, Not really, shouldn't really be a big surprise. You know, look at the cost of living pressures that people are facing. Look at where mortgage rates are at. Um it's, it's not really a surprise that sort of the wallets have been put away. Um, people are just acting a lot, a lot more cautiously, cautiously and frugally out there at the moment. But that did seem to get the market's attention. And that maybe was a factor in our interest rates just coming off the boil a little bit. But uh, they're still quite high, um, but they're high, lower than they were sort of a, a week ago. Looking at the data releases we saw last week, we had the Flash PMIs. Uh, PMI stands for Purchasing Managers Index. And these are essentially business surveys that give us a good read on where economic activity is tracking and where it is going. And these were these were quite quite soft um, right across the board. You know, economy economic activity is slowing in most places. Um, the pace of activity slowed in the US and Europe and Australia and the UK. Japan was the only region to see an improvement uh, from last month. So this is covering the month of August. So it's sort of one of the first um, economic indicators that we've got for the month of August. So, you know, it's a good read on what we'll see as some of the other backward looking data comes out. Uh, Europe, Australia, and the UK, they saw their composite PMIs fall quite sharply. So, 50 is your break even, and all of those regions have got a PMI sitting in that 47 to 48 zone, which is suggesting that that those economies are contracting um, to a reasonable degree. You know, those are the lowest levels we've seen since that 2020, 2021 period. Uh, the U.S. as well, which has really been a beacon of strength uh, in recent months, it's been head, as, head and shoulders above everybody else. It also saw its PMI slow, so it's it's just got its head above water. It's at 50.4, uh, so 50 being your break-even point. They're above it, but not by much, uh, and that's the lowest we've seen in six months. So the U.S. slowing too. And I guess another notable feature of all of these was that um, we've seen yeah, up until now, in the last you know six months or so, uh, we've seen the manufacturing sector looking very weak, but the services sector has been pretty strong. And now manufacturing seems to have found a bit of a base. It's not getting any worse. it's not necessarily improving, but it's you know the bleeding has stopped, although the services sector is starting to weaken off too. So you haven't got that strong services sector holding things together. And offsetting weaker manufacturing. You've got this the weakness that we've we've observed in the manufacturing sector for some time now is now being seen in the services sector. So absolutely something we need to keep a close eye on um, and just watch the economic data from here on. Uh, the inflation measures in these surveys weren't weren't great either, you know, a bit mixed in the US we're still seeing upward pressure on expenses for businesses. You know, businesses are still talking about higher wages, uh, raw material prices, higher fuel costs. Just in the last little while, we've seen a bit of a a rebound in oil prices. So that has seen input price inflation accelerate during the month of August. And um, that is expected to keep inflation sticky. You know, I think this is something that Jerome Powell has on his mind is that, yep, We've we've seen inflation come down from that sort of seven eight nine percent per annum down to three or four fantastic, but it's going to be uh, it's still going to be quite hard work to get it from three or four down to sort of closer to two, which is where they'd like it to be, and we saw that um, in the PMIs as well. Although having said that, there are uh, there are some signs that um, companies are not they're starting to find a limit to how much they can raise prices you know weaker demand is starting to limit that pricing power that businesses have you know up until now um, costs have been running very high for businesses but because you've got strong economies they've been easily able to pass those on to consumers and now we're sort of reaching a point where um, costs are still rising for businesses but consumers aren't in as great a shape and economies aren't quite as resilient so they're not having as much luck sort of passing on those costs and that's that's something really important for share market investors and for analysts Um, we need to think really carefully about whether the businesses we're investing in and that we own shares in whether they have the ability to pass on those costs because if businesses find themselves unable to do that they will start having to give away margin and you'll see margin pressures starting to creep in. So it's really interesting um, takeaways from the flash PMIs. Um, Looking ahead on the local calendar, we've got our own business confidence survey. This will be the July ANZ business outlook on Thursday at 1pm. Looking forward to this, um, definitely looking forward to this. In the last survey, we saw sentiment edge a little bit higher. So headline confidence rose to the highest levels since October 2021. Uh, The own activity index, it it actually dipped slightly, although it's still in positive territory and it's pretty close to the highest we've seen since early last year. So be looking for any evidence of improvement or deterioration. Um, Be looking at the different sectors. I think the dairy sector obviously will... Uh, agriculture will we'll see a decline, given what you've seen with prices in the Fonterra payout, but we'll also be watching some of those pricing intentions um, elements of the survey to see if they... Tell us a similar story um, as those global PMIs. You know, I want to know what a firm's seeing in terms of cost pressures and how aggressively are passing are they passing those on, what's happening with wages, you know, all of those things. So that'll be that'll be the key economic release in New Zealand, Thursday at 1 p.m. There's actually not a whole lot else on the economic calendar for us here in NZ. Uh, internationally, there's there's plenty going on uh, in the US. We've got a few really important economic releases. We've got the August jobs report. We've got the July PCE inflation report. Uh, we've got the latest com- uh, consumer confidence reading from the conference board, and we've got the ISM manufacturing index. So all of those things will be uh, of interest. Uh, the ISM manufacturing index will cover August, that will be out on Friday. Um, Its services counterpart will follow next week, but this will maybe corroborate some of those indicators that we saw in the flash PMIs that I just spoke about um, that were out last week, so I'll be watching that. The jobs report, also really important to see how the labour market is tracking. Uh, Markets are expecting 150,000 new jobs to have been created uh, in July that's okay but it's the weakest since late 2020 and it's well below the 12-month average which is about 280,000. so that will tell us that the labor market is just starting to soften a little bit which isn't a bad thing you know you don't want it to completely tank but you do want it to soften because that is a a key piece of the inflation puzzle the unemployment rate which in the u.s is sitting at three and a half percent sort of there 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 or thereabouts with ourselves uh, that's expected to remain unchanged. And um, we'll be watching the wage growth as well. Wage growth is expected to slow a little. Um, the annual pace of gains, um, at least in terms of average hourly earnings, expected to fall from 4.4% to 4.3%. So we'll be watching, we'll be watching all of those things. Um, the PCE inflation report also be really key. This is the Fed's preferred inflation measure. This is out, I think, on Friday as well. So like the jobs report, like the ISM, these are all out on Friday in the US. So our market will be closed and you won't get them until you wake up on Saturday morning. So very late in the week. But uh, as we've seen in recent times with other inflation measures in the US, markets are expecting um the monthly inflation to sort of be at a subdued level but for that annual inflation rate just to tick up a little bit which is really just a function of you know the comparative period a year ago so the headline pce inflation rate expect to just tick up from 3% to 3.3 uh, so that would still be you know apart from last month's 3.0 that would still be the lowest since march 2021 more than 2 years ago so 3.3 is still you know, progress. Um, we get in there. The core PCE, which has obviously been a little bit stickier, uh, also expected to tick up a little bit in terms of the annual um, pace of price rises. Uh, in June, it was 4.1; expected to come up to 4.2. So again, apart from last month, it's the lowest since October 2021. You know, well off the peak. But the Fed needs to see needs to see it sort of come down uh, further. I think their latest set of forecasts have headline PCE inflation ending this year at 3.2. Uh, and, you know, we're almost there. So we're at 3.3 and core PCE inflation slowing to 3.9. Um, might have to check those figures. Don't quote me on that. I'll, I'll go and clarify those and we'll talk about them next week once we've got this report. Uh, what else we got? August, I'm just guessing, I'm just trying to do that from memory. Uh, August PMIs out of China as well are out this week. We'll get those on Thursday and look, you'd expect them to be a bit soft. Um, everywhere else has has looked soft and China has more, more issues than most at the moment with what you're seeing in the property sector and shadow lending um, and just weak consumer demand. But Uh, the PMIs will give us um, a little bit more information on how things are tracking um, in the world's second biggest economy. So that's that's probably it. That's most of the things to keep an eye on. A lot of them come late in the week. So, you know, most of the action will be um, in those latter days of the week. There's a little bit on the corporate front. You know, our reporting season still going, but most of the, most of the, Major companies are behind us, so it is a quieter week this week. We've still got Meridian Energy to go on Tuesday. They're a very big, um, very good quality utility. Tourism Holdings that'll be an interesting one. Uh, they they have um, uh, they've been performing quite well actually in recent times. So it'd be interesting to sort of hear their thoughts on the tourism sector. Heartland on Tuesday. Uh, and Fish and & Paykel Healthcare, not reporting a result, but they have got their annual meeting on Tuesday. So that that is obviously a very large, very widely owned company, and we'll be watching that one. Uh, being an AGM, expect you will get a trading update in a few thoughts on how the business is going maybe you know a freshened up outlook commentary so that will be that will be of note on tuesday as well all of those are on tuesday fish and Health healthcare heartland meridian tourism Holdings. so tuesday a big day on our market across the tasman yeah, bits and pieces brambles really the only company that sort of sp- sprang out to me as one that i'm particularly interested in there on wednesday their full year result uh, and internationally, there's always someone reporting internationally, um, and it's uh, a quieter week than we've seen, you know, through the, the the business end of the reporting season. But Salesforce uh, on Wednesday will be worth watching, and Lululemon was the other one that um, that I had on my list as as. Uh, be an interesting one to keep an eye on that is on Thursday so that is how the week is shaping up I can hear my children in the background starting to get a bit antsy so that is my cue to go and make sure they're not fighting or breaking anything Uh, thanks for listening everybody we will talk again soon enjoy your week for more insights visit craigsip.com